Hi everybody, my name is Matt. I'm one of the business relationship managers at Equilor. Today I've got Kelsey with me. Hi, I'm Kelsey and I'm a team leader at Equilor. And on this podcast episode, we're going to talk, be talking about solar panels and how they may affect an equity release application. So Kelsey, to start things off, what are the different ways that solar panels can be owned? Um, there are three ways that solar panels can be owned. Um, they can be owned outright on a higher purchase agreement or leased. And depending on how they're owned will depend on the different lenders' requirements. Um, where a client has solar panels, it's helpful to ask at the outset how they're owned so that they can be properly advised on what a lender might require. Okay, so would you say it's really important for advisors to find that out quite early on in the process? If the client does have solar panels? Yeah, definitely. It helps us a great deal if we find out right at the beginning because we can start asking the questions and gathering the documents that we need straight away. Excellent. Okay, so taking leased solar panels to begin with, um, what, what do they look like and what happens there? So where the client has granted a lease to a solar panel provider to install the panels in return for cheaper energy, the panels remain the property of the solar panel provider and the installation is a lease of the airspace above the roof which is granted by the owner of the property to the solar panel provider. In that scenario, the terms of the lease will affect any new lender who subsequently grants a mortgage over the property. Solar panels that are leased can often cause the most problems as the lease must be Council of Mortgage Lenders compliant. Um, If the lease is not CML compliant, a deed of variation will need to be entered into between the client and the solar panel company, which can cause delays for the equity release. Okay, so I can see how that can potentially cause a problem. Okay, so Kelsey, if a deed of variation is needed, is that something that Equilor can help with? Yes, that's something that we can do. We're able to liaise between the solar panel company and the equity release lender in order to get the deed of variation sorted. The client will have to sign the deed um, and it will need to be registered with the land registry prior to completion of the equity release. So that can sometimes cause delays. Um, some solar panel companies have standard deeds of variation which they're not willing to amend to satisfy an equity release lender and if that's the case a new lender may need to be obtained for the client in order for them to be able to proceed. Okay. Ultimately Equilor are quite happy to, to help out if they can and, and run that piece of work simultaneous to the equity release transaction. Yeah, that's right. So if Equilor are helping with a deed of variation, would you know roughly how much this would cost? Yes, so our additional works fee for a deed of variation is currently £150 plus VAT. Some of the solar panel companies will also have their own charges to um, write up the deed of variation. Um, A shade greener is currently charging £180, so we would need to obtain that money from the client up front in order to proceed but different solar panel companies will have different fees. Okay, so it's important that the advisors just understand there may potentially be an upfront cost towards the uh, solar panel company on on their side of things. Yeah. Okay. Now, if the actual uh, existing lease is compliant, will there be any other requirements? Providing that a lease is compliant, getting an equity release mortgage on a property with leased solar panels shouldn't present any problems, but different lenders may still have slightly different requirements as to what we need to provide to them. For lenders that use Eversheds, we're sent an additional requirements form when we receive the offer. 
and we have to obtain documents such as the MCS certificate and confirmation that the provider and installer are members of a code of practice for the renewable energy sector that is approved by the Chartered Trading Standards Institute. Some of the information can be obtained online, but it is helpful if the client can provide as many documents as possible regarding the solar panels right at the beginning of the process. Okay, so what you're saying is even if the lease um, doesn't need any work doing to it and the lenders are, are generally happy with it, we might, might still need some other documentation and proofs before we can go to completion. Yeah. Okay, what happens in the situation where the client doesn't actually have a lease and they own them outright? Where the solar panels are owned outright, the lender may still have requirements in terms of needing the MCS certificate, but they may also require a copy of the receipt showing that the solar panels have been paid for and purchased outright. This can cause problems where the solar panels were paid off a long time ago and the client no longer has a receipt or the solar panel company's gone into liquidation. Where the solar panel company has gone into liquidation, we can obtain evidence of this from company's house, and that is usually enough to satisfy the lender, but they may still require a receipt as evidence that there is no money owing. Okay, so even in a straightforward case where the client actually owns the solar panels, we may still need some extra documentation to, to satisfy the lenders. Yeah. Okay. What happens if the client doesn't have a lease? Where a client hasn't got a lease, and they should have, or if they've lost the lease and it was never registered against their deeds, the lender won't proceed until the lease has been registered. So if the client has a lease um, and it just hasn't been registered, then we can register that for them alongside the equity release. But if they don't have a formal lease and they cannot find their lease, then they will need a new one and specialist advice will need to be obtained as it's classed as a commercial lease. So we have to send that work out to a different firm. Okay, so it's quite complex then if a client yeah. doesn't actually have a, a lease and, and it's, it's registered. quite unusual that that would happen as well. Okay. Now what happens if solar panels are being paid for under a higher purchase agreement? Where there's no lease for the solar panels but they're being paid for on a higher purchase agreement, the lender may require this to be paid off in full as part of the equity release even if there's no charge in relation to them on the property title. So if they're not registered, they may still need to be repaid. Um, this can cause a lot of problems where a client hasn't factored this into their calculations or thought about it in terms of how much money they're releasing and isn't releasing enough to pay them off. We're able to contact the funder to obtain a settlement figure and pay this off on completion of the equity release where necessary. The same also applies for solar panels that the client has obtained under a green deal scheme as the lender may require that the green deal is paid off. But as, as with all the other types of solar panel ownership, the lenders have different requirements. So until we receive a copy of the offer, we don't necessarily know what they're going to ask us for. OK, so what you're saying is just bear in mind that there may be some additional requirements, even if the clients own the, the, the solar panels under a higher purchase agreement. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks for your time today, Kelsey. Uh, I think we've covered some really, really interesting ground. Um, solar panels, perhaps a little bit more complicated than, than maybe you initially thought. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening. We've got plenty of other podcasts available for you to tune into, um, so feel free to, to listen to them soon.